1: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER yo next round is about to start you ready yeah yeah just shopping for a car in carvana for real Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. It's time for you to join half a million people in doing what? Well, doing something cool. Get a burn a Less Lethal Pistol. That's Burna, B-Y-R-N-A. It fires powerful ammunition, tear gas, kinetic ammo, incapacitates an attacker for 30, 40 minutes. Having a less lethal option is crucial. It's legal in all 50 states. No background checks are required. They ship it right to your door. B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Jesse gets you an exclusive 10% discount. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Monday, a Medal of Honor Monday. It's going to be such a good show. If I sound quite a bit quieter than I normally do, let me lead with this. Be prepared for that. Uh, I don't know what it is, some kind of crud or something. My voice is shot to pieces. There's something going in the air. It's a mash unit in my house, so I'm going to have to sound quiet because I can't project because the voice is just about to go. (laughs) But I love you, and I missed you, and I was gone on Friday, so we're doing three hours anyway, baby, just a little bit quieter. We are still jam-packed. With what? Well, you need to focus. I need to focus Talk about that here in just a minute. I'm going to open with that. We'll get to that. We're going to get to our financial situation, the international situation, what's going on at the federal level. Americans are dead. People don't seem to care about that. America's university system, the gag order on Trump today and walking in silence. All that emails, so much more. I'll even I even have some. Some other things about New York City, where I just got back from with the suits, all that and so much more is coming up tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. But I want to actually begin with all this news. Surely I'm going to hit one of the big headlines, right? Surely we're going to talk about Israel or or Biden this or, they, or the Trump stuff. Or no, 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 nope. Because there's actually something bigger, many things bigger going on right now, things that we have to be aware of, critically important things. And this is how I'm going to describe it. This is this is the analogy I'm going to use. Let's say you move in with me. We're we're going to get an apartment together, just you and me. Don't make it weird. We have separate rooms. Just you and me, we're moving in together, right? And after we move in, you're starting to sense over time that I have some hostility towards you that I don't like you. And then, as we move along, I get more and more vocal about it. About, I really don't like you. And then the temperature gets turned up on that. Then eventually, I'm telling you, well, look, we'll, we'll pass each other as we're coming home from work. And I'll inform you that I actually, I hate your freaking guts. But it actually gets worse from there. It goes from I hate your guts to whenever there's Any problem anywhere. I mean, there's a a fire in the neighborhood, and the house across the street burns down. You had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. I'll walk in the door, and I'll tell you, gosh, you're such a piece of trash. I hate you. I I bet you set that fire. I bet it's your fault. And then the temperature gets turned up from there. From there, I hate you. These problems are your fault. I think you should go to prison for who you are and what you believe. You're, we're living together, keep in mind. We're in the same apartment. And then I start talking about hurting you. And I'll tell you what, <clears throat> you deserve a beating for what you believe. Could you imagine living in this apartment, living with me? You should be hurt. You should be imprisoned. <laughs> I've seen the things you believe. I think you deserve to die. Could you imagine the fear, the apprehension? How horrible would it be living like that? Now, I want you to picture this. We get word. We get word that there has been an artillery barrage from the Chinese government. They are sending troops over and they're landing 500 miles from our apartment. We get this word together. Word comes on together. Is that Chinese invasion a really, really, really big deal? Of course it is. a majorly big deal, a huge deal. But you, wouldn't you agree that you probably have more pressing concerns at the moment. Not that the Chinese invasion is not pressing. It's very important. It's very scary, and it's something you're going to have to deal with. But you live with, you reside with somebody who believes you should be hurt, who believes you should be imprisoned, even die for your belief system. What could possibly be more dire than that? I have no problem with people Focusing on foreign things or border or whatever. These are all huge and hugely important issues. But it is beyond critical for the American right to stay focused. And not in a joking way. My focus is just stay focused. We must stay focused on who the real most dangerous enemy is. Now, who is the most dangerous enemy? Well, we talk a lot about Hamas and Hezbollah now because they're a bunch of murderous jihadi scumbags and they're killing people. You saw what happened in Brussels today. In case you didn't, two people mowed down by a guy, AK-47, shouting Allahu Akbar. You know, you know the whole, you know the deal. So I'm not, I'm not dismissing the dangers of Islamic jihad. We obviously here in America are well aware of those dangers. I actually went through the 9-11 Memorial Museum when I was in New York City, and I will talk about that. You know what? I'm going to talk about that about 45 minutes from now. Boy, it was incredible and heavy and something we all should do. So I'm not dismissing the dangers of Islamic Jihad at all. But over the last couple months, let me ask you a question. This Look, this is not a left, right, or middle question. This is simply a question of mathematics, How many American citizens on American soil have been killed by Islamic jihadis in the last couple months? How many? Let me spoil it for you. The answer is zero. Okay. All right. Now, let me ask you, in the last couple months, how many Americans who believe like you believe and think like you think have been murdered by the FBI? It is a number greater than zero. I'll I'll spoil it for you. It's a number greater than zero. Look, shoot. I can just point to the guy, the poor sap in Utah, 300-pound, 75-year-old man. They could have snatched while he was walking his dog. They booted in his door and gunned him down and won't release the body cam footage, by the way. Now, I'm going to play a couple things for you, and I want you to listen closely. Joe Biden sat down with 60 Minutes, Scott Pelley at 60 Minutes. Hey, I'm not going to play it all. This is about Israel and Hamas, but I want you to listen to the language. Let's just listen closely to the language. Would you support Israeli occupation of Gaza at this point? I think it'd be a big mistake. Look, what happened in Gaza, in my view, is Hamas and the extreme elements of Hamas don't represent. Sorry, sorry. All right. Extreme elements. Okay. Hamas and the extreme elements. Let's let's do remember, what's he talking about? He called Hamas extreme. He's talking about terrorists who raped and killed women and babies. They kidnapped a bunch of others. He described them as extreme. Okay, all right. That's obviously true. They're extreme. I'll let him go on. And all the Palestinian people. And uh, I think that uh, it would be a mistake to uh, for Israel to occupy Gaza again. We did, but, but to going in and taking out the... Uh, the extremist, the uh... extremist, extreme and extremist. Those Hamas guys, when Joe Biden sees raped Israeli women and murdered babies, he sees extremists who did that. OK. Christopher Ray, head of the FBI. He's out there giving those same warnings using that same language in this heightened environment. There's no question we're seeing an increase In reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. Violence of their own. He goes on to say history has been a witness to anti-Semitic and other forms of violent extremism for far too long. Whether that be from foreign terrorist organizations or those inspired by them, inspired by them, or domestic violent extremists extreme extremists that's how the president of the united states your president my president that's how the head of the fbi that's how they describe jihadis who rape and murder women and children now that is interesting that they use that kind of language because it seems like only yesterday i watched the president of the united states of america describe you like this donald trump and the MAGA republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations
0: of our republic. MAGA republicans do not respect the constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people to undermine democracy itself. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country, Trump and the extreme MAGA
1: Republicans—extreme extremism. Sunny Hostin, host of the View, she saw what Hamas did. You know what her made. Well, you know what it made her think of. You know, I, I look at this from a legal perspective, and I think that we all know that Hamas has been designated uh, a terror organization, just like many other terror organizations have this designation, like
0: the Proud Boys here in the United States.
1: Are you focused yet? Are you aware of the problems we have? Now, let's talk about those problems I was talking with the buddy this weekend. Let's let's dig into this a little bit deeper. Then we have Carol Roth uh, half hour from now. I'm going to talk about the 9/11 memorial. Just stay with me on that. I feel bad about something I did this morning. I'll talk to you about that. I legitimately feel bad. I'm a bad person. All that and so much more is still to come tonight on the world famous Jesse Kelly show. Before we get to that, let's, let's read this little email here because it blessed me. So an ultrasound from Preborn. this is the email, states 80% of women who get an ultrasound keep their child. Even if it turns Democrat, I'm more than fine with it. I bought two ultrasounds so I can almost surely save a baby's life that will never know me. I was saving up weeks to buy me a cowboy hat. But I had to 100% save a baby's life over my greed. Thank you for being so pro-life that you'll lose elections. I would too. Of course, I used your code, but I don't know how to prove it. I hope you read this, even if it's not on the year. Because of you, I was able to save a life tonight instead of wearing a decoration on my head, crying as I typed this message, brother. God bless. I don't care about my code. I, I care about saving babies. And God bless you and each and every one of you who has done so through preborn. Buy that young woman an ultrasound and save a life tonight for 28 bucks. Go to preborn.com slash Jesse. 28 bucks. Save a life. Sponsored by preborn. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA. USA. The USA! Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Again, I'm a bit quieter tonight. It's going to be three hours of that. That's because the the the, the, the plague has descended upon my home, and it is, it is what it is. <clears throat> You're just going to have to deal with a whole lot of <clears throat> this kind of thing and me sounding like a little church mouse. Now, don't forget, you can still email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, let's go back to what we were talking about, about the dire problems we have on the home front. I'm looking at a headline right here. Democrat Congressman, of course, New York, Jamal Bowman, demands the United States of America take in Palestinian refugees. Palestinian refugees that will undoubtedly, there's no way to properly vet all this out. It's a radical, extreme, look, use their language. It's an extreme part of the world. Remember, Hamas is not unpopular in Palestine. They're very, they're popularly elected in Palestine. He's demanding we take them in. But what sense does that make? Why would you demand your country take in people who will undoubtedly hurt your countrymen? Well, allow me to explain it this way we just talked about, Biden and how they view us and things like that. I want, I want you to explain, I want to explain it to you this way. I know this is going to sound ridiculous, and it is. Just stay with me. I want you to imagine they make me the president of a nation. I'm the president of a nation. I know, it's a scary thought, but imagine that. Only it's not a nation of people. I am the president of a nation of mosquitoes. Now, I hate mosquitoes. I hate them with the fire of a thousand suns. Anyone who's ever experienced mosquitoes hates mosquitoes. There's not a single person on the planet who says, wow, mosquitoes are great. Everyone hates them. And me too. And I'm the president of that nation. But I hate the people I'm president of, the things I should say I'm president of. How could I ever effectively govern a nation of things I despise when, frankly, I view those things that I govern as being a main source of all the world's problems. I couldn't possibly effectively govern my mosquito nation, now could I? I couldn't possibly do that. In fact, you would probably argue that every decision I made as president of that country would probably be harmful to the country itself and you would be correct why would jamal bowman a new yorker why would he especially i mean he's a new yorker the, the the horrors of islamic jihad are uniquely felt by citizens of new york city do you know anyone in new york city obviously you do i know a bunch of them i just got back everyone knows someone who has died or been affected by Islamic Jihad, Jamal Bowman, he wants more of that. Why, though? People get so confused. Why, though? Why? I don't understand. Okay, he's a commie, but why would he want that? It's because you don't fully understand how dedicated these revolutionaries are to destroying the country they represent, they lead. They are a 100% committed to it. And so, uh, the, back to the problems we were talking about, I was talking to one of my buddies this weekend. Uh, he's a military guy, he's a Jewish guy, and we were discussing what's going on in Israel with the Hamas and the, the, the militarily. What are we facing? And I've got some good tidbits on that. What's, what might happen for America? Or, or th- th- there were a bunch of good s- things that came from it, but he did say something he was dead wrong about, and I had to check him on. It. And I understand why he said it because he's very emotional right now, understandable. But you know what he said to me? He said, Jesse, if, if 50,000 Americans which is, were, were just slaughtered by, by jihad, you wouldn't hear anybody complaining about America invading and occupying it. And, again, I understand he's emotional, but I had to stop him right there. Americans don't really understand. Norm and Norma, they do not understand that if 20 Chinese divisions landed on the shores of California tomorrow... And began raping and pillaging their way back towards Washington, D.C., half the American left would cheer them on and the other half would join their army. Are you kidding me? No one, no American would complain. People are having a difficult time understanding just how many of their, quote, fellow countrymen here, right here in the United States of America, freaking hate them and want them dead. They tell you over and over and over again. They compare you to jihadis all the time, whatever the worst, Nazis all the time. Why do you think they do that? Why do you think they make that compare? Why do you think they call you Hitler? Why do you think they call you Hamas? And then in the next breath, they tell you, hey, you don't need a gun. Just disarm yourself. No excuse. (laughs) Who in God's name needs a weapon with a 100 rounds in a chamber? (laughs) 100 rounds in the chamber? I don't know anybody outside of Kamala that can fit that country. You know what? Let's just set that aside for a moment. Why do you think that is? You know what? Let's talk to Carol a little bit about this. And I'm going to get to actually the 9-11 memorial, which I just got back from. I'd never done it before. We'll talk about that. It's something you need to hear. Every Everyone needs to go. Before we do that, now, more than at any point in our country's history, it is critical that you carry something on your person That will stop a nutball who is that nutball i don't know maybe he's one of these drugged out maniacs maybe he's some violent criminal that just got sprung from prison maybe maybe he is a jihadi ready to hurt you but are you ready to stop a bad person from hurting you or the people you love you need to be carrying a hero gun on you at all times a hero arrow on you at all times These are non-lethal weapons, so there is no excuse. I don't like guns. Fine, fine. Don't like guns. At least carry Hero. They shoot pepper balls or pepper gel, depending on which one you buy. They stop bad men. They've saved lives of my listeners already. Go to Hero2020.com and get one and protect yourself. Carry it on you. Use the code JESSE for a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And joining me now, one of my favorite things we do is we bring the great Carol Roth on the show. Uh, She's a recovering investment banker, but I feel awkward referring to her as anything other than author now with two bestsellers under her belt. Carol, how should I refer to you? Author, what what are you now, Carol?
0: Um, You can refer to me as Baroness. That works just (laughs) fine. I'll be, I'll be I'll be fine. It kind of encompasses all of my various roles. How
1: about that? Uh, oh, oh, good. Yes, Baroness. You know that's the, that's the humility we come to know and love on this show, Carol. Uh,
0: I, I come by it through our friendship, Jesse. I learned from the best,
1: <laughs> Carol. I, I I've been feeling bad about our economic situation, the debt situation, and interests and stuff. You and I talk about all the time, and I got to admit, I've been feeling pretty low about it, and I've been warning people about it. But then I heard something today, and it made me smile, and I am so full of hope again. Because apparently things are way better than I thought they were. Here was uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. This is the most threatening and challenging geopolitical environment that I've ever seen. At the same time, the U.S. is in its weakest fiscal position since World War II, with debt to GDP at 122%. Can America, can the West afford another war at this time?
0: I I think the answer is absolutely. Um, America can certainly afford to stand with Israel and to support Israel's military needs. And we also can and must support Ukraine in its struggle against Russia.
1: And look, the American economy- Carol, that is so exciting. I had no idea we had so much money. That's awesome. Yeah, we're doing so great. I mean, why stop it too,
0: Jesse? Why make it just Ukraine and Israel? Let's throw Taiwan in there. Any Any other places around the world you want to support with some uh, some war dollars? I mean, it, this is uh, you and I've talked about Janet Yellen before, who is just the absolute worst. She's the woman who told us that there would be no inflation and then it would be transitory. Now she's saying we've got all this money when the reality is that the U.S.'s financial position is not only an economic security concern, it is a national security concern, our weakness both with the persona of our president as well as our balance sheet, has been projected throughout the world. The world knows that we're weak and we can't afford this, and that is what's happening behind the scenes that is emboldening these countries to push these actions around the world. Note that this didn't happen previously. This is happening now, and it is not a coincidence.
1: It is not a coincidence. And, Carol, what... What in the world do these people think is going to happen if the dollar does begin to break as it's already breaking? surely the Janet Yellens of the world realize that their positions of the po- positions of power are temporary at least the history of the world says they are
0: yeah I mean I think that these people have themselves in a loop of delusion either that or maybe they've got like a big gold vault somewhere that we don't know about I think that's a, a probability uh, as well but you know we have a balance sheet that if we were an emerging market country would create a currency crisis the only reason we don't have a currency crisis is that at least temporarily temporarily we are the world's reserve currency and we are the Major trading currency around the world as well, both of those things linked. So that has sort of supported this position. We are also what they like to call financially um, the cleanest shirt in the laundry. I like to refer to it as the skinniest kid at fat camp, mm. but either way whichever one you want to pick, you know, there there are countries around the world that are also in really bad financial positions and there is no real solid alternative even though these other countries are trying. But the one thing that I know And I studied this and and, and came up with this um, when I was doing the research for my latest book, You Will Own Nothing, is that, you know, not every war brings about a new financial world order, but every new financial world order has been preceded by war. And the shifting of things that are going on here is really related to the idea and the, the desire to disrupt the U.S.'s position At that center of the global financial order. And I I think, unfortunately, all of this is incredibly related and not enough people are focused on it.
1: Carol. Speaking, by the way, speaking with Carol Roth, author, Carol Roth, I really, really love her new book, You Will Own Nothing. I thought, speaking of You Will Own Nothing, I thought this was interesting, Carol. This is a World Economic Forum panel. Those who listen to the show and those who've read Carol's book will know exactly what the World Economic Forum is. This is an interesting tidbit. And it's really
0: interesting. Climate affects gender, gender affects climate. And Karen, you can speak to that a lot. You already sort of talked to us about...
1: Climate affects gender. Gender affects climate. Carol, a shocking number of Americans, normies, normie norm, normie norma, they still haven't fully digested that there aren't separate revolutionary commie groups on the left. There is one group, one goal. That's why they always work together, and it's hard for a normal person to think that evil.
0: Yes, and people should be reading your book as well, The Anti-Communist Manifesto, because... I think that there are two different things going on there. The group that is evil, that is trying to do everything they can to recruit, as you said, sort of the normie norms, and the normie norms who are decoupled from reality. And we have a crisis of decoupling from reality in this country, and people who go out and say the most absur- absurd things and try to align themselves with people because they think that's going to get them some sort of return on ego points, you know, an emoji and, and their bio that they can put up. They can be a good person, not realizing that they're going to be the first ones to go. <laughs> that when, the, when these people have their way, they're going, okay, useful idiot, you know, we, we've done, we've gotten what we can get out of you. You're obviously not that smart. You're going first. And we need a reckoning we need an awakening of people who are believing in things like unicorns that fart rainbows like it just doesn't exist
1: carol what does exist here is a divided america as you know uh, divided in ways we really i, I don't want to say have never been because we were shooting each other in the face back in the <laughs> right. 1800s but divided in some very very bad ways and i don't think people fully appreciate that we can't we can't engage with the world the way we used to until we fix that at home. There's, there, you can't go dancing off to go fix everyone's problems everywhere until the home front is taken care of. And I'm a little bit worried about how they intend to take care of us.
0: Yeah, I don't think they do intend to take care of us. And I think that's been proven, whether it is concern about our economic situation, whether it is the porous border, whether it is this energy fantasy, all of these things that are weakening us from an economic and national security basis. They don't care about taking care of us. They care about taking care of themselves. And unfortunately, they're so short-sighted and not really that clever so they don't realize that this is actually to their detriment in the long term. They're, they're short termists, and they just think about, you know, what I can grab today. And obviously, we're seeing that in the weakening um, of our country on the world stage. We're seeing that in the weakening of the fabric of Americans. And the challenge from my perspective, Jesse, is I don't Know what's going to bring us together. It's not like we have this great Reagan esque character waiting in the wings to come out after Jimmy Carter and like bring everyone together and to, you know, be strong and to tear down the wall and to do this thing. I don't, I just feel like we're kind of floating around, um, you know, without any sort of direction, without a map. And, you know, we're going to need some serious leadership and some serious deprogramming of people who have come to believe all of the nonsense that has been going on for decades and decades.
1: Yeah, we have a a people problem and one we have to dig in and start fixing. Carol Roth, her book is You Will Own Nothing. I freaking love it. Thank you, Carol. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Now, maybe, maybe after digesting the problems we're facing and stuff we're still going to dig into here. Remember, we have like two and a half hours left here on the show. Maybe you're thinking I should just quit. Well, that's just because your T levels are low, all right? Because we don't quit. You don't quit. I don't quit. There is tons of good in this nation that can be saved. It really can be if we fight for it. And we're not going to nice our way into it. We are going to have to fight for it. Are you ready? Do you have the energy to get out there and take back your local government, run for school board, campaign for somebody? Do you have the energy or are you tired all the time, depressed? Fellas, get your T levels up. They're dropping. Chalk is how you do that naturally without more big pharma. Naturally. male Vitality Stack is what I take from Chalk, but they have endless natural herbal supplements. Go find out what they have it's incredible. Whatever you're looking for, Chalk.com. ch q.com, promo code Jesse gets you 35% off subscriptions. Go now. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. It's me, Quiet Jesse, tonight trying to hold the voice together for three hours back from the. I had to, I was gone Friday. Because I had to go see some suits in New York City and do a bunch of New York City suit stuff. But we did have some free time when we were there. And there are a couple parts of this that I want to focus on. First, you know how we've been discussing how these people really do, our people, our Americans, our fellow Americans really do hate us. And they really do hate the country. And you can't ever possibly take these people on until you accept and understand that. I've got a great example for you here. We took a tour. I know it's touristy, but took the wife with me, and we had a little bit of spare time. So I wanted to do two things I had never done. All the time All the time I'd spent in New York City, I'd never gone to the Statue of Liberty. It's one of those things I just felt like as an American, I needed to do. And I'd never seen the 9-11 Museum. I'd never actually set foot in the memorial and saw the museum. So, the Statue of Liberty, don't mock me, we went on a tour with the tour guide. And the tour guide was, you know, pink backpack, hey guys, you you know, you you understand. Why are you gay? So, he takes off and I don't don't care, whatever, just give me a tour, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. But, as we're on it, a few things were striking. He's giving the tour... And yet on a tour about the Statue of Liberty, he could not, he simply could not help himself no matter what was happening and oftentimes completely unprompted by anyone else. He would find reasons to trash America, trash us, everything sucks, everything's evil, everything's horrible, America's terrible. We actually went to Ellis Island. We popped by Ellis Island on the way back to see that. Do you understand how wonderful and kind your country is? When we were taking in all those immigrants from Ireland and Italy and all the Jews and and all the various immigrants we've taken in, did you know that your country took in 98% of them? We rejected 2%. And to be rejected, you essentially had to be somebody who we either had to support financially or had a disease and even then yes you were rejected and sent away it was done in the most humane way you can possibly send someone over did you know that our immigrants people who were immigrating here back then that they were provided with the finest medical care in the world at Ellis Island we didn't throw them in some immigrant dungeon and as he now listen to this as he is describing Us taking in 90% of these people and us caring for these people and the care and kindness of Americans, not just the government, regular Americans who dug it, as he's describing the kindness and wonder of your country. He's also, in the next breath, talking about how horrible it was that we rejected 2%. What a despicable thing to do. And then he goes on, To talk about how evil and racist our immigration policies were, to which I'd had about enough. I said, "Racist? How so?" Well, we had a bunch of countries back then, and he started listing them—China and others—where we didn't take in any in a given year. Uh, uh, Okay, how's that? How's that? How's that racist? How's that even negative? It's normal immigration policy. You—you don't just take in people from any country. Sometimes cultures aren't. How's that? In his mind, everything was evil. Everything was racist. He was an actor. Get this, he's an, he was an actor now giving tour guides. And at the beginning of the tour, he described how he'd flown around the world, all the countries he'd been to, doing various plays and acting. And then, in the next breath, he's watching a helicopter tour fly by the Statue of Liberty Island. He points up and he said, I can't believe they do that. It's so bad for the environment. He just got done describing his travels across the globe on an airplane, he takes one look up, and he's disgusted by the helicopter above. And this, for the coup de gras was my favorite part. He blamed the Hamas attack in Israel, I swear on my life, cross my heart, and hope to die on Donald Trump. I won't even go into the convoluted logic he went to. Now, this isn't about him. This is about the American left. You have to understand and accept how deep the hatred is for their country. For an American Democrat, America is the source of all the evils of the world. That is almost without exception. That's what they believe. It's how they think. This country deserves to burn. Now, on a good front, probably not a good front, but on a different front, I don't know that I've ever... I've ever I've ever said there's something you have to see. Everyone should do this. I, 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 if I've done that before, maybe, but I don't remember doing it, you need to go to the 9/11 Memorial Museum. It was a stark reminder of that day. It was so well done. I can't believe how impressed I am with it. You will you will see video, you will hear voicemails. You will watch surveillance video of the terrorists going through airport security. It is one of those things that I will take my sons to within a year. It is so heavy and so powerful and such a reminder of the evil that is out there and the innocents who suffer for it. In one picture that's there, I can't get it out of my head. It's burned into my head. It's one I'd never seen before. you know I, there were so many things in there I'd never seen before. One thing I can't get out. one of the towers had been hit, and obviously you it hadn't collapsed yet, but you can in this picture, you can see it's a close up view of the big gash that it was left when a plane went flying through it, and you're looking and it's a little fuzzy, but it looks like a person is standing in the floor in the bottom of that gash, kind of leaning against something. Looking out over. So if, so if this person fell forward, they were just going to fall out and behind them is all this blown out floors and everything. And then you read and it was a person and you find out this lady's name, which I'm not just going to go into now. Innocent people, innocent people, innocent Americans massacred because of evil. And it brought all that back home. What the stakes are. The stakes are so high. So I only, I only wanted to say, Remember that and don't dismiss it as something you know about. I, I remember 9-11. I promise you, you don't remember all the things that are in there. It's incredible and something every American should do. It's also, it's, it's part of the reason why we love Tunnel to Towers so much on this show. You I, remember why Tunnel to Towers, how it was started, how it was started with the brave firemen strapping it on and running towards the danger. And you walk in there in that 9-11 memorial and you see these, these helmets from firemen who didn't make it. They found them in the rubble and the helmets are all caved in. They have whole fire trucks in there, half blown out and blown up. And you remember all the heroes, all the first responders, the cops, the firemen. And then this wonderful organization arose from the ashes there, Tunnel to the towers, dedicating itself to the families of fallen first responders, widows and orphans. That's what Tunnel to Towers does. So yes, that was a heavy day, but there were wonderful things that came that sprouted from the ashes. And I just, just, that's why I support them. That's why I love them. That's why, in my opinion, all of us should give 11 bucks a month to Tunnel to Towers. Go to T2T.org and give your 11 bucks a month, please. It's Medal of Honor Monday time. Next. Hey there. It's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, mm-hmm. I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And i misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Bevan?" Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report.